Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. I, an Albion fan, Kiz, am joined as ever by someone who should be an arch nemesis, but in fact, it's quite the opposite. JB, our resident Wolves fan, how are you? Good, mate, not too bad. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm better. I I think if we'd have recorded this and the game would have ended a couple of minutes earlier on Friday than what it did... um, it could have been a different story, but to come away with the three points, I'm I'm, I'm quite happy. Um, but yeah, not not bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, brilliant, mate. I'm, I'm flying after another <laughs> wow. positive Albion yeah. result, which we will absolutely get into in this episode. But as is customary, we begin with a trivia question. JB, it is on you this week. After last week, you successfully I know, I was well got happy the that. Robin Van Persie at the woodwork more than any other striker in the Premier League, which is excellent. Um, JB. Okay, the floor is mine. Right, okay. I'm actually going to go West Brom themed this week. Cool. Okay, so which two Manager of the Month winners were with West Brom? So that question's worded quite poorly, but basically who were the only two Manager of the Month winners at West Brom in the Premier League, by the way? Mm. Okay, well, in my head, I'm instantly going, what are the standout moments from our time in the Premier League? Definitely the Steve Clark reign. And definitely uh, the Roy Hodgson reign. So if I was going to jump straight in, oh no, no, Darren Moore won it. Darren Moore and Steve Clark. Is it Darren Moore and Steve Clark? There's, well, yes, you are. I, I, you, Darren Clark, in fact, this question's actually wrong. Right. Because it's saying somebody else as well. Right, okay. So Darren Clark did win it. Darren Moore. The, Darren, Darren Moore, sorry. And yeah. Steve Clark. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're spot on, but there's one more. I'm, I'm assuming right. it's the Premier. It might not. I mean, it would be the Premier League. 2010. Yeah. You were in the Premier, yeah. 2010. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2010. Yeah. There's one more. There's one I more. I would guess. Well, if it's that time period, Roberto Di Matteo. Spot on. That's it. Wow. Yeah, I would, know, would not have yeah, got that yeah, yeah. Yeah. clue of the year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think. In fact, I'm certain Darren Moore would it. That so question. It might have been written before. Bit out of date. It yeah. Might, it might have been written before. To be That's fair. So it, Tony Pulis in all his time uh-huh. never won a manager. I mean, it's not that surprising. I didn't realise really Steve Clark. To be honest with you, I didn't think oh, Steve Clark. Mate, yeah. We were we were third in November under oh, Steve Clark. That we, it was. Amazing. Like and then we just it? unfortunately got on the beach in like <laughs> January and oh stopped winning games. Wolves were second under Mick McCarthy in the year we went wow. down in, in the September. We were second, I think. Was it August <laughs> after our first few games? I think very great start. But uh, yeah, we had things changed. I know we beat Sunderland 4-2 on something like third weekend in November yeah. to, to go third above Chelsea. And it was like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah. And then it, you know. It all sort of unraveled. Well, I say unraveled, we still finished eight. Yeah, yeah, season. Yeah, but bad. yeah, no, that's a great question. I think I have a massive advantage there being an Albion fan. But yeah, as, yeah, but for, so, for the general yeah, yeah, yeah. trivia question, that's a really, really good question because yeah, yeah. you wouldn't go for Steve Clark and Roberto Di Matteo. No. Never in a month of Sundays. I would. If, if, if you'd have thought that at me, I'd have probably gone, I'd have gone Roy Hodgson and Pulis. Yeah. Well, I wanted to go Hodgson, but then yeah. I thought, why would you be asking if it wasn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obscure, but, uh, yeah, I no, know. great question. And thanks yeah. for the Albion theme. I'll that's try and fish you. out some Wolves theme. If I don't get it embarrassing, no, that's the only issue with those. Well, my, my heart's fed up when you say it was Albion theme, to be honest. Uh, um, I mean, normally we leave half the episode for the trivia question, but this week I'm straight in there, eager beaver. But in the we in keeping with rattling on, let's get into the Friday night game, Wolves yeah. against Fulham. I asked for a favour, and Adama Traore, with the last kick of the game, delivered that favour. Talk me through that game, JB. Oh, 
Crikey. Um, but it wasn't a spectacle, was it? Let's put it that way. It was it was pretty grim um, viewing. I think we were, we were all messing around at the same yeah. time, me, USO, and, and my brother George, and we were sort of having to chat about it, and it was really difficult viewing, yeah, I'm mate. I'm a rose among thorns. In uh, yeah, just, just a little bit, mate, to be honest. But it just sort of typified our season, to be honest with you, Kieran, yeah. I found. I found the fact that it was just really difficult on the eye. Even though you look at the team selection, you'd have gone, yeah, actually, that's the right right, right thing to do. Yeah. You know, it just didn't seem to flow well. Obviously, we had the goal ruled out from William Jose, which, you know... Okay. That's a joke. That, yeah, that until listen, Monday, that was one of the worst that VAR calls Exactly. I didn't think they'd be able to top that, but they just seem to, <laughs> they seem to be out doing themselves every week. Every, yeah. every, not even every week, every day yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so that got ruled down. That was a nice bit of play, you know. And it's almost like when we decide to put our foot on the ball and play with a bit of confidence and exude that little bit, we play really well. Yeah. But it just seems to be in fits and bursts. And we, yeah. we can't, it, we've lost, you know, I don't know if it's a stamina thing, a tactical thing. I, I'll be honest with you, and I've said this time and time again, I'm just coming for the season to be over because it, it's, I'm finding it really difficult to watch us. Um, because, and you listen. Hey, we got the result. We got the three points. It was a fantastic. It was actually a really good goal, to be honest with oh, you. Fantastic. It was goal. a lo- lo- lovely, lovely we goal. We spoke about getting caught out at your near post on the last podcast. Yeah. That comes so fast. Oh, I don't it's, know it's, if it's even been caught out there. And maybe the keeper hasn't even expected it to come yeah, at him. If he sees face of Dom, he doesn't know if, if, if there's a player bombing on behind true, him. the box. He's going to lay it across the box. Fantastic finish. He just shows yeah. when Traoré is on the ball what he can do. But yeah. the builder players will be Fabio Silva said it through. He was excellent again when he come on. Um, Morgan Gibbs Wright came on and we did a little bit of a cameo and he, he, he was started the build, a little bit yeah, yeah he didn't do much apart from that but you know it's hard to come on with only 15 minutes or so to, to play um, yeah listen we, we got the three points we, we got the you know the get out of jail card free if you like you know we, we got to 38 points you know I can't remember having this conversation really with you but you know that, that, that should see us Safe. Yeah, fine, yeah no, I know, but it, it, it's just the way that the season's gone. It's been awful, and and as I say, listen, the injuries haven't helped. You know, Neto's come off injured. Well, yeah, we've got to talk about. We this, have, yeah. yeah. So Neto's come off. He's now done for the season and put it into the early part of next season as well, which is devastating. Which is devastating for him because Portugal have got a real chance, Absolutely. and he's a, he's a and he was, he was a one key. of the first name. Absolutely. So you yeah. know, it's devastating for him. There's been lots of questions around the walls, medic. Uh, decision making in terms of you know apparently he got the knock while he was at the plane for Portugal and it's, and, and I said you that we don't even remember who did we play the week before West Ham and it wasn't it was Kirko messaged me because you know Net Neto and Lingard are landbags at the end mm-hmm. and, and what I've been Kirko messaged me sort of you know but oh you know Neto is you know he's giving this sort of thing and what have you. And I said to be honest, I said, I said he's probably frustrated with himself. He was really poor that game, actually. Neto was, yeah. and he'd been off the boil since the international break. Yeah. Um, and, and it makes sense that he picked up the knock. The fact that he's been played, listen, you've got to trust your medical team. But has has him being played on injury? He's picked up while playing for Portugal. Was pushing him a little bit. Mm. Has that pushed him has into this now? Absolutely. Yeah. Either way, whether it has or hasn't, the 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 the, the, the crux of the matter is he's, he's now injured for six months and he's out of the derby. And, and he's out of the derby, and that now literally means that we have got to again for how seventh, eighth, ninth time this season, if not more, change our shape and personnel yeah. once again. Yeah. We have gone from being the most consistent eleven yeah. in Premier League history to literally not 
I mean, we've got like a bag of bounds, mate. There's nothing there. Obviously, there was rumours that Jimenez was going to come back. That's sort of been put to bed a little bit by some decent sources saying they're not going to risk it. Um, I don't think they should. Obviously, uh, things like sending Albion down with a Jimenez goal, that means yeah, so much yeah, to the fans. Of course. But Nuno is not going to risk his prized asset in such a serious well, injury. But it's not even the same. And the same thing is, mate, you know, there's no fans there either. It's behind yeah, closed door. Yeah, Let's yeah, be honest yeah. with you, mate. The, the, the passion of the game hasn't been the same anyway. While there's been no fans there, I think... I think I think that's the part of the reason, as well as Wolves being piss poor this year. You know, it has been a struggle. Just even watching the game, you yeah. can see the players struggle. There's no atmosphere, and it's been a, it's been a real sort of um, a slog, to be honest with you. But but yeah, listen, the Neto injury is devastating. The, the Johnny injury was 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 devastating. You've got even you know, Neves with COVID. Neves with COVID, but he'll be back. But like you, you look at our our team, and we. The best players from each of our uh, from each of our positions have been taken by injury. So Johnny's probably technically wise our best yeah. defender. He is by Barnard. Neto is is is, is one of is the best midfielder. In, you know, I know he plays as a forward, but you know, yeah, in terms yeah. of you know either side of the the, the the middle man, you know, he's been taken out. Our best striker has been taken. Oh, I thought now it's Patricia to break his leg and then it's a full house, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like. And it is, man, it's just been awful from start. And that's not an excuse, mate. Listen, I even think with the personnel that we've got as backup, we should have had enough to play better and pick up better results. I really believe in that. Um, but it's just been difficult, mate. And yeah, I probably sound really negative. And I've, I've probably sound negative for the last few pods, to be honest with you. It's just because it's a difficult watch, bud. Yeah. It's a difficult watch, you know. And, and so like the kickoff being moved on um on Saturday, because obviously the Prince Philip funeral, so it's now a quarter past eight, Saturday night kickoff. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I've got no kids. We're going out for a meal about five. We're going out for a meal. I mean, I'm really going to make myself sit down and watch <laughs> all Sheffield United on my only night off from the kids on Saturday night. And, it, yeah. and, and in previous years, mate, that wouldn't have even been a question because we've just yeah, been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So it's just been such a gruel of watching us. Yeah. And listen, we got the three points. We've done Albion a favour. It's a win situation for us. It's a win situation for you. And, and that as a, as a, as a, as a box is, 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 a, is a positive. But the, the around and outside the box, mate, it's just there are lots of things happening that just... It's not difficult. It's, it's difficult to, to stomach and, and take at the moment, yeah. mate. And, and like I said, the sooner this season is over, the better. Um, where we go with our formation. And, I, mean, I mean, who he plays on Saturday? Without, even without Neves, be a back four again. Really. I would have thought yeah. so. I would have thought so. And then he'll probably, he'll probably have, he'll probably drop Den Donker in alongside Den Donker and Matinho. Yeah. And, and then, then you probably go Pedence it where Neto was, and then maybe Gibbs White. I think. I mean, I'd love to see Matinho given a role, but yeah. it just doesn't yeah. seem to be. It just doesn't. It seems to prefer Morgan Gibbs White. Man, I can put it. Yeah, I can see Gibbs White coming in either on the right hand side of. Either William Jose, Fabian, and Troy on the left, and then Pedence in the middle. They'll rotate that front three. Um, I'd love to see Vitini given that free role, but to be on the front man, and then have Pedence and Troy on either side. Yeah. And then obviously Neves will be back for the game after, which I'm not quite sure who that is off my head. It gets not. The game after isn't the derby, is it? No, the game no, it's not. The derby. No, it's not. Um, no. But um, no, Neves, I mean, by all accounts, it's just. Uh, Standard isolation. Well, there were, two, there, were, there were two positive tests out of three and a half thousand. Oh, okay. um, two positive out of three and a half thousand tests in the Premier League. Last week it was three positive tests out of three and a half thousand. And out of those, five positive tests, two were Wolves players. Oh, right. Which, okay. 
again, for me, to hang on a second, it, it, yeah. you know. Are they being as careful? As, as careful. And maybe that's just me in the negative mindset. No, that no, I mean, no, do you know no, what I mean? No. It's just what I'm listening we're, we're, we're stumbling towards the end of the season. It's painful to watch. And yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to the, the end of the season, mate, to be, yeah. to be honest. Well, with I was. I was certainly yeah. in that camp a few weeks Absolutely, ago. Absolutely, mate. I was thinking, get me down. Get me listening to not the top 20 podcasts, yeah, which yeah. is that they are the best podcasters for non-Premier League football. Yeah. And I genuinely was thinking, right, I can listen to their pre-season reviews. You know, I can put my anti-post bets on. It'll be all right. I'll, <laughs> make, I'll make a season of it. And now I'm thinking, hang on, we might not go down. Mate, I don't want this season to finish yet. And you know, after the last two weeks, listen, you, you have to acknowledge when, when you're watching a team that are flying. And the yeah. last two weeks, mate, Albion have been absolutely outstanding. Yeah. We touched on it pre, pre-pod pre when we just did our little sort of brief and our notes, and I said, and this isn't me doing a disservice to Albion whatsoever, by the way, so no, I, I want to put that out there before, before I say what I'm about to say. Albion have caught two teams where Chelsea will never make those mistakes again. It would seem to be a bit of a one-off game, and Southampton were absolutely awful. But what Albion have done is absolutely obliterated both of them. Yeah. And that is where and Wolves have played teams this year that we've, we've watched and have gone, these are absolutely dog. Yeah. And what we've done is we've just sat back for 85 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Albin have gone gung-ho. And, and do you know what, mate? And, and I'm not getting my sticks. It's been a pleasure to watch them last two weeks. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure to watch them because yeah. they have literally just gone for it. Yeah. And after watching after watching the, the Wolves the last couple of months and then watching them the last two weeks, you know, fair play. Because you know, it's a shame, thing. though, JV. When, when you watch... This Albion side, oh, it's a pleasure to watch for me. Every yeah. single Albion fan will, will yeah. be agreeing. But you're just thinking, all that's changed is we've pressed a little bit higher. That, that is it. Yeah, we're yeah. still not that clinical, but yeah. we're creating a lot of chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're making more chances now because we're pressing higher. And you're thinking, was it was it always that simple? Is yeah. that all we needed to do? Yeah. And I, don't, I mean, Sam Allardyce knows far more than you or I will ever know about coaching yeah, yeah. a top flight team. But he's had this masterstroke of just pressing higher up the pitch and we're creating so many chances. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, why weren't we doing that previously? Yeah. Yeah. What, where, why are we doing it Listen, it, tally, it tallies in with the signs that he made. Listen, you know, yeah. the, the signs have come in and made a huge difference. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm setting myself up for a Dianya hat trick in the Black Country Derby. I really yeah. am. If Dianya could hit to Barn Door. Somebody tweeted to yeah. him the other day, an Albion fan. He's, he, Daniel's obviously had so many disallowed goals. And somebody said, even when Dianya's onside, he's offside. Yeah, yeah. He was born offside that night. <laughs> But he wasn't offside on Monday. Exactly, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get into so that. So even when he's onside, yeah, he's offside. Yeah. But you know, listen, the, the, the signs have made a real difference. You know, he's tweaked the way that you play. You're pressing a lot higher and harder, and and, and it's working. Like I said, in the last two weeks, your results have been outstanding. You know, you've literally got a goal. You know, your, your goal difference is is is, a, is, is plus five six. Yeah, sorry, over these two over games. these two yeah. games, it should be more. Yeah, it should be more. You've scored eight goals. Yeah. You know, even 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 little things, mate, like an outside dad, but you know, Sam Johnston saving the penalty in the last minute. Yeah. It's just little things like that that seem to be going your way it's at the moment. Go to the Euros. You know, it absolutely has to go well, to the I Euros. Well, I should have put you, you did put some money on it, sure. I did. I, did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I stand to win 200 and something quid if Sam yeah. Johnston goes to the Euros. Yeah, no, yeah, I'll buy you a, buy a pint, though. Pint, 200 quid. <laughs> I'll you. buy you two. Quite tight, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> I mean, with that penalty save, it was almost like Conor Townsend's gone, go on, Sam, get yourself in, yeah. get yourself on the window, guy. Yeah. Show, show Southgate how good you are. And, you know, and he saved it. And he saved it. I didn't expect 
that to go, that's crazy. One of the best set piece, set piece takers in the league steps yeah. up. And I'm thinking, I fancy some job. But, but the way the game went, again, I sat and I watched the whole game yeah. as I did the Chelsea game. And I was watching Southampton just, and maybe it was a mixture of Albion getting the tactics spot on. Yeah. Maybe it was a mixture of Southampton being really poor. You can look at it from both sides of the fence, can't you? Yeah. You, you, you can yeah, look yeah. at it. And I'm sure Southampton fans agree that yeah. oh, we didn't turn up. No, and all Albert. But, but I was watching like Ward Prowse, and even when yeah. he had space in the middle of the park, passing balls after throwing. Yeah, it, it was just yeah. And I was watching um oh it was just um not, was it Danny, Danny Ings wasn't it Danny Ings? Yeah, Ings yeah. played. Yeah. And the way that he played, like he had the ball to feed a few times. He sort of like did yeah. it pirouettes and ended up facing the corner flag and just do yeah. everything. Just did seemed you, to be going the wrong. Se- the second goal where Dianya did that really bit of good work down the side. Yeah, and yeah. He, he's crossed in. Uh, Danny Ings dropped into his own half by the byline and he's tried to play a backwards yes. pass. He's just gone straight to Dianya. Yeah. Like there was, that was so sloppy. But I honestly do think, and it was the same with Chelsea. It's the press. Te- yeah, yeah. Teams maybe don't expect that. And press. I think as well, there's little things that I've noticed in the last couple of games. It happened against Chelsea and it happened again against Southampton. It was the same guy, that Darnell Furlong. Again, he's got a couple of vital interceptions in early doors. Yeah. And it's either nil-nil or one-nil. Absolutely. And, and, it, and, and that almost seems to like spark you on it. But he's done that yeah. twice on the row now. Yeah. He did it... Was either nil, yeah. nil, or one, no, nil, one, nil, nil, one, nil, one, nil, nil, one, nil, 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 and I think he did it. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was nil nil because it was nil, the Albion yeah. goal got disallowed. Yeah, I'm sure it was nil nil. So twice in a week, Donald Furlong yeah. has made unbelievable clearances. He also did it two nil up as well. Donald Furlong, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's been you know, excellent. Yeah, and the thing is, Donald Furlong is is you know is fine, functional, but you always feared that he wasn't strong enough defensively, and that Dar O'Shea was the sensible choice. Yeah. Well, since Big Sam's come in, Dar. Uh, Dar O'Shea's been picked as a centre-back and Darnell Furlong looks so good defensively. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's really improved and next season, probably in the Championship obviously, right. he could be a real asset um, yeah. because having played at a higher level and improved at yeah, that level, yeah. he could probably drop down and really, really do a job. But I thought Connor Townsend, until he gave away that penalty, yeah, was excellent yeah. as well, both full-backs. Yeah, the, whole, the whole team, were yeah, the centre-halves yeah. look comfortable. You know, Pereira, every time he got the ball, looked dangerous. Yeah. You know, uh, Oh, crikey, sorry, my mind's gone blank. Callum, Callum Robinson, Robinson yeah. you know, again, you know, he, he, every time he goes forward, he looks like he's got a goal in him. Yeah. You know. What a finish again. A great, great finish. Yeah. You know, and like I said, mate, you know, I have to sometimes, you know, as we do this podcast for a reason because it's Wolves Albion, you know, and, it, and it's there. But, you know, sometimes you have to like, I'll, you know, hold your hands up and go, do you know, the last two weeks, well, I'll, tell you, I'll say hold my hands up. I have said because the last few weeks, before the last few weeks, yeah. there has been improvement that yeah. you can see week on week. And, and a couple of games before, you have been unlucky. Listen, again, we, we spoke off air about this. I mean, we've, we've been microanalyzed it actually been off, off air, to be fair. This gives you guys a huge boost. Yeah. And we're not just talking a little bit of. Um, a little bit of a renaissance, you know, to, yeah. you know, appease the fans and go, look, actually, we can play well, you know, we can yeah. play well even there. Listen, me and you have gone through the other teams around your fixtures. We've gone yeah. through the Albion fixtures. I mean, which we can do again which now. we can do again. But what I would like to do, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do it now, it might be, might have to do it on the next pod. I want to do, I'd love to do a bit of a, um, a comparison yeah. on this time last year, where Villa were, because yeah. Villa were down and out at one point. Now I can't remember when COVID saved Villa, didn't they? Yeah. I can't remember. Obviously, the, I can't remember at what point Villa were down and out and how many games left. A bit like Alvin were down and out a week and a half ago, two yeah. weeks ago. 
then all of a sudden things started changing. And I don't know, it's just got, for me, and I might be wrong, it's just got a bit of the, the filler about me at the moment. Um, yeah, you know, well, it's, I, I it's, think it's, we, our gap is much bigger, but I, I take the point about momentum and, you know, I think Villa, just checking here, Villa, when COVID hit, Villa didn't have a big gap at all. I think Villa... Well, just looking there, they were only two points off okay. safety. Oh, okay. But their performances had been on a real, real downward trend for a long time. Yeah. Um, and just, uh, you know, I mean, defensively. So, I mean, you, you look at the, so for, for the benefit of the listener, we'll look at the, the, the table just before COVID hit last season. And we're just saying, you know, Southampton in 14th on 34 points. Um I mean, anyone, I mean, West Ham 27, Watford 27, Bournemouth 27, Villa 25. Yeah, this is after 29 games. 29 games. So so they've they've got sort of more points on the doors. Obviously, Albion on 31 and 24. But obviously, the table's relevant to to, to, to it anyway. The the interesting thing there is when you look at the the pattern of last season, um, so you've got West Ham in 17th after 29 games. We're just taking this when COVID hit. Um, 29... uh, Games played, 27 points for West Ham in 60, Watford in 17th and Bournemouth in 18th. Yeah. Now, the similarity with this season is when you look at the Premier League table now, and this is maybe why, despite, despite Newcastle winning, Albion's yeah. prospects have improved a little bit this weekend because you look at it and Brighton, Burnley and Newcastle are on um, Newcastle on 32 and then Burnley and Brighton are both on 33 so as Villa last season weren't just chasing down one team in the end of his Bournemouth and Watford went down yeah, yeah. but they were chasing Bournemouth Watford West Ham and even Brighton who were only extent, two, yeah, two yeah, more yeah, points yeah, yeah. higher than that and Albion now find themselves in a similar position if and it's a massive if they win their next game or maybe take seven from the next seven points from the next nine it, if Albion do that they find themselves in as good a position as Villa were in last season yeah with well, more momentum than Villa uh-huh. had so it and Villa did amazingly to get out of it last season but it was hardly a great escape like it was it was you know no it was an, if, it was an upturn in form if West Brom get out of this it will have to go down <laughs> as one of the most I mean, I can't remember. I'll be honest with you. Obviously, the Albion great escape. Yeah. About, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I can't really. To be honest, I was living. I was living in Spain. Absolutely yeah. drunk, twenty four hours a day <laughs> at, that, at that point. You know? Yeah, it was 05, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, well. We were bottom at Christmas. That, yeah. that was what it was. We were bottom at Christmas and we were bottom on the last day and we stayed up. And the, yeah. the points gap was big, fantastic, but I don't think, and, and Albion fan might correct me here, I don't think it was ever 11 or 12 points. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it was that big. And somehow um, we find ourselves with eight games, sorry, seven games to go and it's not finished. And it's bizarre. How can it not be it's finished? Not, it's not finished. how we've been this season. It is. And again, listen, we, we've seen some crazy results this year, so you, you can't rule anything out. The reason why it's not finished is purely because we, I mean, we've just checked on the other team. Newcastle's next four or five fixtures yeah, difficult. are extremely difficult. Yeah. Extremely difficult. In the I next mean, four games, Newcastle have got to play West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, well, then City. So in the next five, in yeah. Man City as well. So difficult. It's so difficult. I mean, we said, you know, us even being generous, 
Newcastle have got to look at maybe at the next five, looking at hoping to get some form of points against maybe Arsenal and New and, and West Ham. West Ham, yeah. You can't get anything against Leicester, Man City, and Liverpool. Their last two games were against Sheffield United and Fulham, yeah. which they will obviously 100 percent be aiming for six. They will want yeah. six points out of those. So it is diff- you know, Newcastle, you know, Newcastle's next five games really could open them up to a charge from West Brom, you know, and when West Brom, you know, we look at West, you know, actually we're going to have a quick look at Brighton. Brighton's fixed as well. Brighton's still, Brighton still in there as well. Yeah. So, and obviously Brighton were unlucky against Everton, by the way, they should have got more points against us. They've got Chelsea, Sheffield United, Chef United Leeds, Leeds, Wolves, Wolves. West Ham, yeah. So Brighton, Brighton's aren't as bad as Albion's or Newcastle's. We've we've got tough pictures wait, as well. Yours look quite similar, actually. To yours in Brighton's running look very similar. To yeah, be so honest with you. I mean, anyone we've covered this last week. But anyone not listening, we've got to play Leicester, Villa, Wolves, Arsenal, Liverpool, West Ham, Leeds. So you'd probably say three of those you would have to win. Yeah. Uh, and then you would need points from another two of those. Realistically, if we're going to stay up, we, we've got to, we've got to assume other teams are going to take points as well. So you're looking at probably winning five of those, which is frankly, you know, unrealistic, but stranger things have happened. And this is the thing, this is where I'm at. Kids are like two weeks, excuse me, two weeks ago, pre-Chelsea, pre-Chelsea, would we have sat here and expected you to have six points not and, a plus, and a plus six goal difference. Not at all. Not at all, mate. I wouldn't have even seen you beating Southampton two weeks ago. Me, no, no, me neither. You know, and that, that and that's where we're at with this. With, with this, and this, I'm saying, I remember last year. I can't recall the exact fixtures, but after the 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 after the restart after, after COVID, I remember there was just some crazy results dropping in here and there. Yeah. And that's sort of how Villa found themselves and being dead and buried at one point to suddenly find themselves with a chance. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, with, so with, with Burnley as well, um, or it seems everybody's got to play Liverpool. Everyone's got to play uh, West Ham. It sounds like Wolves have got a massive, massive yeah, part to play. Got to play Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Wolves have got to play Sheffield United, Burnley, Brighton, Albion. The only one we haven't, yeah. got, to, the only one we haven't got to play is um, Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, and you've just played Fulham as well. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wolves got a big say in this relegation <laughs> battle without being in it. Um, which is probably another reason that even though some people spoke about it, Wolves would never have gone down because they, they got all their difficult fixtures out of the way already. Seemingly. It is, mate. But in, in, in seasons gone by, and even even so much, even even a little bit this season, where Wolves seem to struggle against teams that are absolutely fighting for their lives. Yeah. You know, Burnley came and absolutely when when we played Burnley pre-Christmas, they absolutely just mullered us because they wanted it more. Albion came to us and just wanted it more. Um, Brighton, yeah, we were three-one up at half time. How we feel that away, I'll never know. But you know, they wanted it more in the second half and bombarded us. And we, we have got a bit of a susceptibility. Well, yeah, true, you know? true. But but like, listen, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll find a bit of steel in the next couple of weeks and, and, yeah, and see. Do us a couple of favours. Possibly, mate. Listen, I think that's where we're at now. I mean, I can genuinely look you, look you in the eye and go, I cannot call what's going to happen now. Yeah. I'll be in a couple of weeks. At least we've had all the banter about you going down and yeah and all that as. Half the country has, but it feels it suddenly feels different for me. Yeah. I just feel I'm not. This isn't me saying I think I'm going to stay up. No, and me neither. Yeah, but, but this but is something. Not, I'm sitting here. And yeah. Something feels to me like, hang on a second. There's, a, I can see a couple more crazy yeah. results dropping in yeah. somewhere, 
And well, so they don't need up. When you consider we beat Chelsea 5 2 yeah. and Southampton 3 0, yeah. would a 1 0 against Leicester be that crazy? What win? Win? To yeah. win? If we were to beat Leicester, I, I don't think it would. And Sam, Sam will be looking at that thinking, well, Wait, obviously he's a very confident guy. Yeah, he's yeah. thinking, look how good I am. Look yeah, at what I've yeah, done yeah. in the last few weeks. Can mm. I go and roll Leicester over? Of course I can. Mm. Can I go into two derbies and get two positive results? Of course I can. Yeah, yeah. And the players will feel that. Yeah. It, it does snowball. I mean, I think you use that word as soon as the Chelsea game finishes, it's got a snowball and I couldn't yeah. agree more. And the problem is really, it didn't snowball after the Wolves win. It didn't snowball yeah, yeah. after the Brighton win. But first time this season, we've it got feels a little bit different. It, feels a little it bit does diff- feel different diff- because different. we were lucky to beat Brighton. We were, I mean, Wolves were very poor as well. But, yeah, but we again, were marginally, you beat us, but yeah, you beat we were marginally, but the point is we, we didn't really batter Yes. anybody yeah, until yeah. we batter Chelsea and yeah. then we've gone and battered Southampton. Southampton. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying we're going to batter Leicester because yeah, we're a great yeah. side, but Harvey Barnes is out. James Madison's facing a disciplinary from Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, and yeah. so's Hamza Chowdhury for breaking COVID yeah. rules. And you don't know, they're in a little bit of disarray. The same thing happened yeah. with them last season. Yeah. They just fell off just the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's looking like that might happen again. West Ham, I think the shame for, I think the, I think the shame for Arbin is, is like, you've got this ridiculous like 10-day break between the fixtures and sometimes when yes. you're playing the way that you yeah. are you, you want them like four or five days you want to keep knocking them out absolutely you know, yeah. almost like a two week almost a two week break for no apparent reason but it, yeah. well it's, it's a backup weekend it's a backup weekend isn't well, it? So. it it is JB so we we can't play Leicester because Leicester are in the FA Cup semi-final who we could play is Villa because Villa have had their game against Man City postponed because Man City are in the FA Cup semi-final both Dean Smith and Sam Allardyce approached the FA and they said no, they couldn't move it. Why? The bonkers, Why it? can't you move Absolutely that? Bonkers. Both clubs want it. Neither of the clubs who are in the FA Cup semi-final would care. Like yeah. I don't understand. I really don't get why they why they wouldn't move the Villa game to this weekend and then play the Leicester game next weekend when it should be. Why are we playing Thursday, Sunday? Yeah, yeah. And Villa have got we we have. Play two games in three days, and Villa have got another day on us to recover. Yeah, and, and it's not the first time I mean, that's happened. No, my mate, we've had this conversation on the pod. This is all now, you know. Wolves, we we well this week. Yeah, yeah but look, we played right, West. Yeah. We played West Ham Monday night, and then Fulham Friday night. Yeah, there was no. Yeah, yeah. We, we could have played Fulham on Sunday. Yeah, of course you could. Yeah, no, no, no issue. Why on a fight? Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's bonkers, mate. And the FA and the Premier League, their decision making around fixtures and things like that. Leaves a lot to be desired, to be honest. With you, I feel like it's massively time. dictated by TV, especially yes. this season. I think, I think there'll be a lot less. I think when the fans are back in the stadium next year yeah, and next yeah, season yeah. and things like that, there won't have the. There'll be none of these sort of six o'clock on a Monday evening kickoff and no. stuff like that. There won't be none of that sort of nonsense. Correct. Well, well, I, well, I hope not. Anyway, no, they, they, well, they could, um, they could, it's not a very fan friendly kickoff time. So no, no. But I mean, it, yeah. So to basically conclude that discussion yeah. on Albion. We don't know. It, it's it's listen. It's alive. Yeah, it's, and that's, it's alive. That's the weird thing. And it, we had this feeling under Darren Moore. Um, so un, under Darren Moore again, just to to revisit that because that that wasn't a great escape, but it would have been our greatest escape. Yeah. Um, Darren Moore beat Man United. We beat Newcastle. Um, we got a point against Liverpool. Um, we beat Spurs, and then going into the last week of games. Um, so something like 12 fixtures had gone our way. It was insane. And then going into the last week of games, it was a midweek fixture, Swansea against Stoke. 
Um, Swansea against Southampton, I think it was actually, yeah. And we needed a draw, I think, and one of the teams won. So Southampton yeah. probably won because Swansea went down. Um, and that relegated us. Yeah. And But there was this feeling that nothing was going to get in Albion's way there. Like, Albion did everything they had to do in order to in order to keep the fight going. And then eventually they'd left themselves too big of a task. That might happen again. I feel like we'll be able to keep it rolling. We'll be able to keep this momentum snowballing. But can we can we rely on other people not to accelerate towards the line? And, that, and that's where we're at, basically, with Albion at the moment. Yeah, I completely agree with every point you've made, mate. I completely agree. I think, as with any other sort of relegation battle, there's always that sort of element you want to hold back because you always rely on other teams. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And when, when you rely on other teams... It's out of your hands, so it's difficult. And naturally, you sort of micro-analyse what their fixtures are, the teams they're playing, what their form's like, etc. It's, really, it's, it's so hard to sort of not get engrossed in kind of what other teams are doing. Sure, yeah. But, like I said, I've been able to do this from, a, from a, an outsider's perspective, if you like, and look at And I genuinely look at, at Albion's fixtures, I look at Newcastle's fixtures. I almost I feel like, I know, this is really weird, I almost feel like I'm discount which I would not have said this a couple of weeks ago, but I've almost like I've discounted for them a little bit. Yeah, they've really... They've really tailed off, haven't they? Yeah. They've gone from sort of being, you, you know, people going, if anyone's going to get out of it, it's going to be Fulham. Yeah. They've sort of really tailed off. I feel like I've discounted for them. I feel like now I'm just basically looking at almost like a straight shootout between Albion, Newcastle, and potentially one of Brighton or Burnley, but I still think those two will have enough to yeah, pull away. Yeah. I, look, I watched Bright, a bit of Brighton last night, and they were very unlucky. Uh, was it last night the night before? So I think it was the night before, wasn't it? So it's the same night that Albion yeah. played. Sorry, um, they were looking to get the three points against Everton. I think Brighton will have enough, and plus Wolves are playing Brighton, and we never beat Brighton. So, um, and I feel like it's almost like a straight shootout between Newcastle and Albion. And I look at Albion's fixtures and Newcastle's fixtures, it's like wow, there's not a lot in this. Yeah, and um, it makes a really interesting couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I'm just sort of. Yeah, I mean, ne- next week we will preview the Albion Villa game, and the yeah. following week we'll preview the Black Country Derby. Yeah. And if Albion if Albion gets something against Leicester, yeah, then those two games all of a sudden take on a totally different level of magnitude. Well, I'll admit to that we were, as I've uh, sort of alluded to many times, my Sunday morning football team is is sort of seems to be it is majority Albion and, and Villa fans. Um so obviously we, we, we talk a lot in our group chat. We were talking the other day. It was after this after the win on Monday night. And I said I can see Albion getting like positive results in there in both of the Villa and Wolves games. I can see it. I think I look I look at a Villa and Villa really have tailed off after having this fantastic start to the season. There are some issues around Greeley, so I think anybody can deny that. I th- I th- honestly, I would go as far as to say that is the sole problem. I think you know, it's yeah, that important. Listen, not, listen, not, listen, we've all, I've, I've sent many messages looking for bites off people calling them, you know, oh, they're the biggest one-man team in history and all that sort of stuff. Whereas coming from a Wolves fan, when we lost Jimenez, we can barely swing two passes together with no Jimenez. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, pop kettle, so I tap it on the cheek. So, you know, I'm just there for the banter, really. But, yeah. um, you know, they've obviously sorely missed Greenish. And for me, 
again, there's a lot of talk around Greenish in terms of is it actually injury? Is it is he the rumored player that has, has issues around sleeping pills and all this? That's what well, I mean. Heroes and all this. Like, and obviously, that's just it's all hearsay. Of course, like, it is. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's a shame that he, that he's not playing every week. Listen for how good he is. How good, and for me, he was a nailed on starter. He was a nailed on starter for England, and I still hope he is because I think he's an absolutely phenomenal talent. And I hope that if he's if whatever kind of injury that it is, he comes back and and and, and sort of performs the level that he was at. But Villa missing Grealish, I, I assume he's going to miss the Alvin game. Uh, it's been no, well, well, it's funny because every week it seems to be, oh, Grealish is back today. Grealish yeah. is back today and he doesn't. And then he does. And then, new, then Dean Smith sort of pops out, says he's out another couple of weeks. So yeah, I think I think he is on, supposed to be back for the Alvin mm, game. But on the assumption that he, that he, that he is until he's not fit enough, he's been out for yeah. a couple of months, has it been now, probably? Well, yeah. Um, you know... I'm not sure they're going to chuck him straight in, sort of thing, unless they're desperate, because he's not like Villa need points on the board. Desperate, they're a bit like Wolves, aren't they? They're not really challenging yeah, for anything either Southgate way. Southgate or, um, in fact, Jack Grealish with thank Dean Smith it, for, it, for risking him. It, and exactly. Yeah. So so for Albion, you know, they've, they've, they've got two derby games. Again, we talk about derby games. I'd love to speak to a pro player. And I know I'd probably get their media trained answer, mm. because obviously they're, obviously they're all media trained. I'd love to know, do they feel it the same? Does, yeah. is, is it a derby with no fans there? Or is it just another game? It's probably, because we, it's refer probably to it, we refer to it as a derby. Yeah. But I'm thinking these players, you know, you look at, well, Wolves side, Albion side, Villa side, but you look at all of them, and none of them are kind of like black country, Midlands born and bred sort of thing. They'll be aware of the rivalry and stuff other, like other that. Than Greenish. Other than Greenish, yeah. of course. Um, you know, but will they feel it in terms of the way that the fans do with there being no fans there? Because we talk about Derby and yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. huge game. They're, they're actually to them, it's just another game. I feel um, like when there are fans there, it can't it can't just be another game. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. about without the fans. Yeah, we're, we're, we, yeah, you've probably got a point. Without the fans, it might feel that's like with, with the listen, Villa Albion, Black can imagine the Black Country Derby. I mean, with fans again, yeah. What that's the like, atmosphere at the Hawthorns? Oh, mate, that is the one thing you know. I'll be. I just hope we get the chance to have a Black Country derby with the fans in because it's been such a, a waste of, of a season in that respect. What a shame that, that finally our paths have of crossed. Have crossed. It's, it's happening in the middle of a global know, pandemic. Yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say is, is that like we talk about these these derby games, and I've digressed a little bit. But what I'm trying to say is, Alvin have come across. They're coming across Villa. We know Grealish. Yeah. And they're not particularly in great form, yeah. both results-wise and in terms of the way they play. It's not like they're playing well and not getting results. I've, yeah. I've been speaking to quite a few Villa fans. I've got Naishi, Kirko, and, and the other boys on, on, the, on, the, on the group chat. And they're all saying, like, how you know they're not playing particularly well either. Um, you know, and then and then you've come up against Wolves a week later, and there's no Jimenez, no Neto, no Johnny. It, um you know, obviously never should be backed by then, but, you know, you 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 are playing, this is what I'm trying to say about, you know, there's a feeling in, in the water. Yeah. You're coming up against teams that in any other given season, any other given month, like, you've played Wolves twice this year. If we, we could have played you, like, September, December, potentially, yeah. you know, and then you could have faced Jimenez twice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just the way that the, the things have fell. You know, you could have played Villa two months ago, and or you could have played Villa September, January, and faced and faced and faced and faced, and faced uh, Greenish twice. Faced Greenish twice. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, and um, and, and what I'm trying to say is, is that it seems like there's something in the water whereby 
it, you know, things might be falling into place. Things might be falling place yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. And, you know. And I, and I said, I said, the boys, I was honest, I can see getting six points out of the Villa Wolves game. I can, I can, well, I can, I can I'd, see it. If we could take six points out of those two games, we would be going to those last four games. Obviously, they're tough fixtures, but we go into those last four games with a genuine chance, not just not just if, buts and maybes. With Mathematically, we'd say, well, we've got as big a chance as anyone now. Of course you have, of course yeah. you have. Because as I say, right. unless unless Newcastle do the unthinkable and beat West Ham at the weekend and then pick up points against, was it, was it, was it Liverpool the week Liverpool, after? Yeah, they've got to play Liverpool, then Arsenal, then Leicester, then City. Yeah, yeah. You know, if Liverpool do the unthinkable, uh, sorry, I put Newcastle do the unthinkable and say beat West Ham, get a point against Liverpool or whatever. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Newcastle and Yangon second work, yeah. we're done and dusted. But, but as we alluded to earlier, we're no longer just chasing one team. Yes. We're, we're chasing that's, more than one. That's yeah. me on the assumption saying that Brighton and Burnley should, should yeah, have should enough. Look at their results. fixtures, they should yeah. have enough. This is what I'm saying, it's all hearsay, isn't it? But what's great is we're able to sit at this point of the season and have this discussion. Yeah, just exciting, you know, we could have been Sheffield United at this point. Easily, yeah. man. And again, I'll be honest, there's a point there's a point when Sheffield United weren't that far behind you. I think yeah. they got to within a couple of points, didn't they? Well, they beat, when they beat us, you, there was genuinely a feeling that, like, right, well, and we're going to finish bottom. And I've sat in, I said, I said, I think Sheffield I said, I think Sheffield United are lucky. I said, I think they are better yeah. than Albion. Yeah. Absolutely not. You know, yeah, what well, Sam, Sam has done is come in, brought his players in, done his thing, and he's turned them into... If you'd have watched Albion the last couple of weeks... You'd have thought they were comfortable mid 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 table side comfortably. Well, in the form you know. guide, over the last six games, we're actually sixth in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we, you know, Magnus. And there is always a team that within the relegation battle that tends to pick up points. Yeah, and things like that yeah, have true. that runner for. Can they? Can they see it through? You know, who knows? But no, yeah. you know, listen, it's great about City and have this conversation, mate. And, yeah, and, I mean, you know, there, there was a time when I didn't think we would be for sure. I mean, and while we're on that, I mean, we've had such a massive chat about yeah. the relegation battle there. While we're on that, we may as well preview Albion against Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Because as I alluded to, they're not they're not in the best vein of form at the moment. They've got Harvey Barnes still out. Yeah. Um They've got Harvey Barnes still out, sorry, and that Hamza Chowdhury and James Madison have just had a disciplinary. They could be back. You, yeah, different yeah, managers sure. deal with that kind of thing differently. They've got an FA Cup semi-final at the weekend, so they're going to have spent, they're going to have expended a lot of energy on that. Uh-huh. But they've just lost to City, obviously, as most people do, yeah. and they've just lost to West Ham. Now that West Ham game was essentially Leicester's biggest game of the season. And players like James Madison and Hamza Chowdhury going out. Well, I, I don't know what they've done. They, they've yeah. breached COVID in yeah, some yeah, way. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, those guys not abiding by the COVID rules before that game and really letting their manager and the teammates down doesn't bode well. Now, are we as good as West Ham? No, but we'll be looking at, at, at this and thinking, well, can we exploit those those yeah, chinks yeah, in the yeah. armor the same way that West Ham have done? And why couldn't we? And if Leicester maybe got a you know didn't get a positive result in the FA Cup semi final, they go out, uh-huh. then all of a sudden they've lost their last three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a little bit of disarray, we're, we're coming to play them four days after they've played their semi-final. I mean, and that's the thing. I've said Villa have got more recovery time than us for the game on Sunday. We've got a lot more recovery time than Leicester. We've got yeah, ten, ten days it's, off. It's crazy how, how, how it's felt. And like sometimes that works in favour. I've always hated. I've always felt sometimes with Wolves where we've, we seem to be on a real good run of form. You know, sort of playing to our strengths, really good on the eye. And then also we hit an international break. We come back and it just completely disrupts our flow of play. And it's horrible. If I was an Albion fan, 
I'd be absolutely gutted about this 10 day break. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be wanting yeah, the game, I'll yeah. be the game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Do you know I'll be wanting it tomorrow? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you, you mean I'll be wanting it bloody Monday, Thursday, Monday, yeah. Thursday, Sunday, give it me. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> the way that you're playing at the moment, you don't need recovery time. These yeah. boys are playing on adrenaline here. We've got a chance here. Big Sam's got into them. You know what I mean? But is it, listen, it could benefit, it might not, who knows? These are professional players. You've spoken about recovery facilities and the fact that they are elite athletes and things like that. Yeah. Um, on, on the flip side, this yeah. isn't just an international break. This isn't an international break where the no. players are going off. Sam's got 10 days on the training ground. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, whenever we, he's had that this season, for example, before the Wolves game yeah, yeah. or before the Chelsea game, when he's had an extended period of time and he can work on shape, yeah. we have produced positive results. So, Sam, obviously, Sam won't be happy about the gap. And he's not. He's said openly that he's not. But is it the worst thing in the world to... I don't know to be at have this time to work on shape. I, as you say, I'd rather play the game. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather just get get it done. And you know, yeah, I'd back us if it was Saturday. I'd back us. Yeah, honestly, I would. But they've got an FA Cup semi final. If they win that, there'll be such a good feeling around the club. There's a lot of permutations there that that are going to affect how both teams turn up. In terms of personnel. Um, as I said, that it's difficult to know who's going to play for them. You'd imagine Madison and Chadwick would be back, yeah, yeah, yeah. but are they back in favour? And you know, yeah, yeah. The, the, all those kind of things that you're just guessing at as, as football fans. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Acho and Vardy have struck this really interesting partnership yeah, in front yeah. where Leicester have played um, a 3 1 4 2 or a 3 4 1 2 at times um, this season, which is really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing. That's a bit of a throwback to. Um, sort of Serie A it's a really interesting that back three with a, with a midfield four um, obviously Wolves play the 3-4-3 three, three yeah, yeah, sure, sure. but like not many people <laughs> we haven't got two strikers to play on top well, exactly, unfortunately yeah. that's our issue yeah, <laughs> so. and like this, this Leicester formation is clearly to get those two very good strikers playing together yeah, yeah. and we don't often come up against two strikers in the Premier League doesn't, no, doesn't happen very not, often not very so often, not very often. Di- different tasks yeah. you might see Sam again as he did against um, Chelsea try and match the back three system yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't personally no. I just wouldn't yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would stick to the 4 2 3 one, yeah. um, and I would play an unchanged 11 yeah. and, and, and Matty Phillips has done wonders to win me over because I've been a he's massive he's played well yeah. he's played well yeah. a massive skeptic really. yeah yeah um, and I, I think and that's nice to see, mate, because I think as a fan sometimes listen we, all, listen we all pay our money we all we all you know invest in the team in our own way and we all had our opinions on players, but you know, when a player proves you wrong, yeah, it's nice. And and, and that's why you know I'll, I'll give that William Jose a bit, sure. a bit of stick yeah, the last couple yeah. of weeks. I'd love him these next six seven games to absolutely win me over and turn me around. Yeah, I, you know like, we don't want players to fail. We don't take no, no credit credit. We don't take no sort of uh, pleasure in that. Yeah, so, yeah. You but, know, but, it's not a good feeling to have seen. Not it at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it guts me that you know that, that there's been certain players for Wolves, particularly this season. I haven't, I haven't thought stepped up to the plate a little bit. I thought you know, yeah. Agnew is going to come across. He come across. He has been better the last couple of weeks, by the way, Agnew. Yeah. Um, you know, he come. You know, Vitinha. He came. I, I was so excited about seeing Vitinha. He proved me right in his performances in in, in the uh, in the UO under the twenty ones. Yeah. Um, well, I, I know, didn't see much of it, but he got a lot of applause. A lot of applause. I, I, I see. At least I can't say I sat and watched every single game. But you know, yeah. I saw the clips, I saw the stuff, yeah, I saw yeah, what yeah. the press in Portugal was saying, sort of thing. And you know, I was looking forward to seeing him. I'd like to see him get a bit of a run out. But as I say, sure. what Matty Phillips has done. I know you've been a bit of a sceptic around yeah. me, but I've, I've thought he'd been excellent the last couple of games. He stood out for me, actually. Yeah, when I'm watching Albion uh, and I'm thinking, who would I play? He's almost the first name on yeah, yeah, the team sure, sheet. When, sure. I'm, when I'm trying to put an 11, what would I change? Matty Phillips is my yeah, default, yeah. which is a bit harsh. 
Um, but I don't think you can drop him now. No, I think this four-two-three-one and the key to the four-two-three-one is you've got um, Pereira in the ten. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where he's best. That's yeah, where yeah. he's most effective. And, yeah, yeah. And me, just yeah. just keep 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 at that. Basically, just don't change anything. I know we've got ten days. Keep the high press. Keep working on that pressure yeah, as a yeah. team. Keep trying to exploit um, weaknesses of other teams in possession and try and just. Just ride the wave. Just keep it snowballing. And Absolutely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. Um, and then all we've got left to do yeah. today, JB, is preview. And we seem to have mentioned Sheffield United a lot on today's podcast. I know, yeah. But we need to preview Wolves against Sheffield United. Now, there was a time when it looked like this might be a, a fixture where Wolves could have done Albion a favour. Yeah. However, no disrespect to Sheffield United. No, they're, they're gone. It is absolutely yeah, collapsed. Yeah, they've, they've been absolutely dreadful for, for a while now. Yeah. Uh, particularly since Wilder left and Heckenbottom's yeah. taken over. They've just they've lost every game. Yeah. They, don't, they don't look like a Premier League outfit. No, they've almost, almost I mean, I'm, I'm tempted of fate here because you know, because Christ are playing them on top of the day and night, but like <laughs> you know, they've almost turned to a bit of a bit of a derby almost, haven't they? Haven't they? They've gone to that level, yeah. Um, like, I mean, really, I mean, poor, I mean yeah. people talk about derby's 11 points, derby finished on in that season, yeah. I mean, they're on 14 now, yeah. And at the moment, you can't really see them getting any more, you know, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying, and that's and that's yeah, and no. that is derby, no, you're right, you're right. Um, they have struggled, they have they have fell away, um, but again, they're probably playing wolves, they're probably playing wolves. On on the um at the right at the right time yeah you know we 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 we've got injuries um you know we're not particularly even though we won on on, on Friday we're not in particularly great form yeah. well know, so. I mean that, that goal we sort of spoke about this earlier but it did paper over a few cracks really with with, with the performance but I, I still think Wolves go in massive massive favourites even a, a, you know a changed Wolves side I think. I think we, we, we should have we should have more we should have more than more than enough for them. I, I can't see. Um, and again, we, I mean, for the benefit of this, we just sort of quickly glanced on Wolves' fixtures, and and, and as we alluded to earlier in the, in the pod, you know, in terms of Wolves having a say potentially <laughs> on on the on the relegation, but you know, we've got Sheffield United. Obviously, they don't really count anymore. But then we've got Burnley next week, which is the one we were, I was wondering who we've got. Yeah. So we've got Burnley next weekend on a midday Sunday kickoff, followed by the Black Country derby. Then Brighton, then obviously our last three don't look particularly pleasing on the IE. The Tottenham, Everton, Man United. Yeah, um, but when, when you consider you've just played Fulham as yeah. well, like you, that is a really pivotal relegation um, run, really. For, yeah, absolutely. For everybody else, but I, I, like I said, I, th- I think Wolves will have too much. I think Wolves they'll probably score goals. Everyone's scoring goals against Sheffield yeah. United, and my hot take is. Um, whoever starts, be that Fabio Silva or William Jose, will score. I yeah, think, I, I think, I think Jose will start. Even though yeah. I've been banging Silva, I thought he was an excellent the last couple of weeks he's come on. I think he was unlucky with the head of the VAR call. Yeah. He looked a little bit brighter against Fulham. Um, and I think he will start. And I, I hope you are right. So yeah, I, I guess so. on to predictions for both games, anyway. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of brushed over an Albion prediction. But yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, I'm talking from an Albion perspective, and you don't really consider how big that game is for yeah. Leicester. Like when you look at the table, or I think Leicester have a two point gap to. Liverpool in sixth, um, which is yeah. which is at this stage of the season, that's nothing. So Liverpool on 52 points, Chelsea on 54, West Ham 55, Leicester 56, and they've all played 31 games. That is a genuine issue. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a massive game for both of you. Um, I just think it's going to come down to quality at the end of the day yeah. and even though Albion have shown lots of quality the last couple of weeks and, and, and this prediction I'm about to make is no disrespect to Albion because they've been fantastic the last few weeks I, I just think Leicester 
but will, will have too much. They're the think third they, best side in the league. Yeah, and, and I think they need to win. You know, it's not like they're cemented in second or something and they can take their foot off the gas a little bit. You know, they yeah. need to win because West Ham are on the heels, Chelsea are on the heels, Liverpool are, are cantering a little well, bit. Well, Liverpool yeah. all of a sudden, the three wins uh, ex- in a row, Exactly. So that, that's what I'm saying. So, and, you know, and... and you know, Leicester out of those, if you, you know, you look, Leicester got three wins on the bounce, Chelsea won the last game, West Ham have won the last two, Leicester have lost the last two. Yeah, Liverpool won three in a row, Leicester lost the last two. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so that's what I'm trying to say. So, well, for me, Leicester will all have to turn the screw a bit and I just think they'll have too much. And I do, I do agree that, that like Leicester will be targeting this as an absolute non-negotiable must-win game yeah. for them with their top four hopes. But... They faltered last season yeah, and they yeah, fell yeah. out of the top four and it could happen again. So yeah. there'll be massive nerves. There'll be nerves on both sides. I yeah, think it yeah. might be a very cagey game. Um, and I, I'm going to go one all. Okay. I, I, I think we yeah. both desperately need a win and I don't think either of us will get it. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. I'm going to I'm gonna go with you then. I feel, I feel like I've sat on the fence a bit too much. That's a couple of weeks, to be fair. <laughs> Which, you know, he's unlike me really. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think Leicester have a bit too much. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah, to go Leicester 3-1. But I think Albion will put up a good performance. I think they'll be in the game. I think we want of those where it's been quite the way that Albion have done, which has been great to watch because obviously watching Wolves isn't always great. You know, they'll put up a fight and they'll go, they'll go and play attacking football yeah. and they'll go for it, which just seems to be the complete opposite for Wolves at the moment. Get that as a soundbite and start every episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's better to watch Albion than Wolves. You know, I think the last two, like, listen, the last two weeks, I've been an any Wolves fan that denies that, however, through yeah. being, being, being a bit petty because of Wolves Albion. So we have to hold on. Do you know what? It's far better watching Albion than it has been watching Wolves the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, um, well, yeah, I. And, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost that game 3 1, but I just think Sam, Sam will be, and everyone, all the players will be thriving on this yeah, game, yeah. two wins in a row, and they'll think we've got a genuine yeah, chance. Yeah. Sam actually said in his post match interview, if we've got a chance of staying up, we have to win our next two games. I okay. wasn't interested in, 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 in a yeah. draw and a win. He yeah. said we have to win our next two games. Yeah. And he might be right. But I, I, I don't know if we will win. Yeah. I'm going to go for a one all. Po- possibly. I mean, West, I mean, Newcastle West Ham play. This weekend, don't they? Yeah. So if Newcastle beat if big if if Newcastle beat West Ham, that then makes this a must win in that. Well, so, yeah, so I'm kind of, of buying into what Big Sam's saying to be yeah, fair. But I'm going to go Leicester three one. Uh, but I think it'll be a good game. I, I think yeah. I think I'll be to put on. We'll, we'll sort of, you know put up a bit of a fight and, and do themselves justice. In terms of Wolves, unfortunately for anybody wanting a Saturday night team in the takeaway, I probably advise not putting Sky Sports one on or whatever to call Sky Sports football because you'll probably fall asleep in your takeaway. I can't think, I don't think it's going to be a classic. Um, but I'm going to go for a Wolves win. Um, I think if I went anything other than that, I think would be um, completely wrong with me. I think I think we're playing, you know, one of the teams that literally just seem to cannot buy a point at the moment. So I'm going to go um, 2-0 Wolves. Yeah, I, I can't see anything but a Wolves win here. I think Wolves will extend Sheffield United's run of four losses in a row to five losses in a row. And I think it'll be easy. I, I actually think Wolves 3-0 here. That, I think they'll just put it... I'll tell you what. I know, yeah. I could tell us on Wolves scored three, actually. I think yeah. Probably Brighton, actually, when we feel yeah, the need away. That's true. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I got Wolves score bang on last week. You did? The Albion result bang on. So, I'd, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. You are. Yeah, you are, so definitely. I hope... I hope um, just I can continue that. Yeah, to be fair, you had to make up for the prediction that Carl and Grant had uh, outscored that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, I've, got, I've got to wear that with, uh, with shame. Really. Well, I think one thing that people maybe wouldn't have seen come in, um, and I wish we'd have taken that bet, is Pereira to have more goal contributions than any Wolves player. That's yeah, yeah. I know yeah. him has been injured, but like 
I think if if Albion stayed up, and this again is a big if, if Albion stayed up and Pereira goes on to get six or seven yeah, yeah, goals yeah, and assists, yeah. Yeah. you're genuinely looking at Pereira with a shout for player of the season for the Premier League, yeah. but they never give it to a relegation I th- I survivor. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Mm. To, to, from January I, I, onwards he's I, I, just been excellent he has but then he, then he, then he, but then he did he did go missing didn't he for a couple, a little bit, probably a the last, probably last couple of weeks he went missing he got hooked a couple of weeks on the, yeah. the bars didn't he and stuff and he has got that in him listen good player good good player well, fantastic you yeah. know really, you know, and, and, and he's going to be key to Alvin's chances of, of, of staying up yeah. you know even though I like what Diani's brought to, to the table you know I think the way that Pereira plays in that number 10 is going to be key for you scoring goals and having yeah. a chance, you know, you look at what I mean. Callum Robinson obviously stepped up really, really well. Um, sure. So yeah, so like I said, mate, interesting couple of weeks coming up. Uh, like I said, a lot hinders on other teams. I mean, we obviously spoke a lot about Albion, um, yeah. and, I, and I think that's deservedly so. After that couple of weeks, I think it, it, it would be it wouldn't be doing a, um, a correct service if you lied to Albion if we hadn't spoke a lot about them in this pub because they've been fantastic the last couple of weeks. But ultimately, it does rely on other teams. Yeah. And if Newcastle keep picking up yeah. wings and things like that, yeah. then it's one of those things. But if Newcastle lose to West Ham at the weekend and you do get a good result against Leicester, the gaps, five the gaps then they're five, and then all of a sudden you're playing a Villa team without Grealish, a Wolves team without Neto, Johnny Jimenez. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's it's, so many ifs and buts, but the dream it's, survives. Of course, it's not quite finished. No. And I think that it will be an interesting watch next Thursday, which seems like an eternity away. No, no, no. A um, little bit of housekeeping. We will be putting an episode out again before that um, to preview the Villa game. I know that is that is strange to have, have put out two, two episodes before we, Albion have played another game. However, um, we couldn't not preview that Villa game just that bit too tight yeah. between the Leicester yeah. and the Villa and, game and I think the, the Premier League don't put content creators in mind when they're playing these <laughs> fixtures they've just they've no. not given any time so we will be putting an episode out next week with not one but two special guests of a Villa persuasion um, all will be revealed next week on Twitter all I'm going to say is I'm going to be, ta- I'm going to be taking a nice backseat next week yeah yeah well that's true <laughs> absolute yeah. backseat you next can, week we can discuss your 3-0 whenever Sheffield United little, and you can leave but... little, little cigar and a corona and, uh, <laughs> I, let, I, let the, I let the boys play yeah um, so do join us next week for that Villa preview and hopefully um, we'll be talking about yet another Albion Wolves double win next week if you've enjoyed today's episode please do give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts if that is Apple Podcasts that would be uh, fantastic for us if you could give us a five star rating um, and as always leave us a little comment we do love that it uh, doesn't even have to be like the podcast we said last week write about um, your first time you ever went to watch Albion or Wolves play we don't mind all we care is the five star ratings cards on the table we need those five star ratings um, once again thank you for listening and JB thank you for your time thanks fella brilliant as always thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble Thank you.